This episode of the Last King Podcast is brought to you by the Second Amendment. Guns, guns, guns! I love how hard you sound, and then Jungkook's like pew pew. I got, I got this way everything. That's <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Last King Podcast. We're shooting for the stars today. <laughs> and yes, uh, we're, we're gunning for a Pulitzer here. The podcast Pulitzer. How many gun puns do we have? Gun puns. Yo, that's the name of my hip hop group. Gun puns. Gun puns, man. Gun punishes. Guns. Shooting guns, bitches guns. in battle. Yes, yes. The <laughs> gun bullet riddle episode coming to you live here from the Last King barracks. <laughs> Where the fuck are we going with this? <laughs> well, of course, uh, uh, let's introduce ourselves first. You gotta I stay am, on point, I also get shooting out range. I so. am Sergeant Maynard Gunnery Sergeant Chaffik. <laughs> I'm Master Blaster Mr. Toffee. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta really space those words up, bro. Okay, Master Blaster Mr. <laughs> Toffee. And I'm Lieutenant Colonel First Class Eccentric Tom Castle. I think I just Tom Castle. Yeah. Very, very nice, very royal. Very royal. They yeah, killed my wife and kids. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a king. I have a castle. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just realized that I called myself Major Gunnery Sergeant. That doesn't make any sense. No, no. major like hip hop in a major way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm a major gunnery <laughs> sergeant, not a regular gunnery sergeant. But yes, yes, yes. Enough about this uh, man served national service, by the way. Unlike all of us here, I, he, I did, he did. Out of the three of us, yes, one of us has fired a weapon. Yes, <laughs> but only but somebody else has killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I have never. Good been night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> we all pack our bags and we're going to the Philippines. Counselor, counselor, no, no, no. Let's not admit to anything. Okay. Speaking of the First Amendment, okay, no, but. Uh, <laughs> This is, of course, enough of the meanderings, a very, um, how you say, ballistic episode, okay? Lots of talk about weaponry, lots of talk about um, artillery, artillery, shooting, shooting headshots, you know, projectiles. Killing them bad dudes. Killing them bad dudes, okay, because uh, this is the episode where Punisher, the Netflix series, finally drops, you yep. know? Very uh, much anticipated ever since his appearance in Daredevil season two. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, he like, was the highlight of Daredevil season two, actually. Dude, he's the so highlight much so, yeah. of the Marvel Netflix shows until then. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Ooh. We shall see. You know, but yes, um, uh, played very, I would say, succinctly by Mr. John or Joe Bernthal. John Bernthal. John, when was he? Well, he looks familiar. He's from Walking Dead, right? Yeah, he was Shane in Walking Dead. Where else have I seen him from? Is he from Walking Dead? He was in. Yeah, he kinda, was right. He was I one think. of Leonardo's crew. He's the one who punched Jonah Hill. Yes, oh. I think so. He's the one who went to jail first, if I recall. Okay. He was also in Baby Driver at the start. He was yeah. there and then he left. He was there for he five got top minutes. Yes, <laughs> and he left with the exact same haircut. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I wonder where he's going after shoot. It's like that's Frank Castle on the cover, I guess. That's basically Edgar. It's literally Edgar Wright showing off some nerd cred. You know, like, yeah. I got the Punisher in my yeah. show for like five minutes. Yeah, that's about it. But I mean, to me, like stand-up performances, probably Walking Dead, and also in Punisher season two, and also in Wolf of Wall Street. Punisher season two. I mean, my you, see, you saw into the future. It, it he was Punisher. really good Funny at the thing second is, in Walking season. Dead, he was the character he played, the sheriff, uh, the friend of the sheriff, was actually kind of a throwaway character in the original comic. So he, he actually gave life to. He did a very too. good job of conjuring up a very believable like a uh, second fiddle character yeah pretty much especially when he had sex with the protagonist's wife yeah yeah <laughs> well that was only in the first episode 
Exactly, you know, like, oh, that, that, this is different. Oh, wait, was it? No, no, no I mean, it was the same in the tone in that comic, but um, he was actually fleshed out more in the TV series. Because he's Probably the only actor. good thing about TV series that I can talk about at this point in time. No, but the first season of Walking Dead, yo, that was, was amazing. That was, was really, good. really and good. And it went to shit immediately in the second season onwards. <laughs> Why? Why? That's probably going to be safe for another episode. Because they, they had no money and they're trying to get rid of Fred Garibond. Yeah. I blame it all on AMC. AMC fucked it up big time with season yeah. two when yeah. they decided to like. Was it the prison one, right? No, that was a fun one. Uh, oh. Season three was when they came to the prison. Season three was actually pretty good because they had the governor, where they got uh, what's his name and not Andrew Lincoln, the other one, other British dude, but he was a very good uh, governor. Mm. Season four was shit. Season five was pretty decent. I kind of gave up. Like right now, like I heard, uh, I gave up just before Michonne arrived. You gave up before Michonne? Yeah. She came came at the end of season two. Did she? Yeah. Like, uh, I, no, I gave up really early because after season one and season two, when I realized like, oh, it's gonna be just the season three, the Cutter Buck and Daryl shows. <laughs> season three is pretty good because um, Laura Cohen, no, uh, blonde woman, uh, she has a pretty good uh, side story with the governor. Really? Yeah, but then yeah, like I gave up after season seven. I mean, like to me, this is just foreshadowing for what could happen to Punisher. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling right now. You're because the thing is, very steadily trying to bring this conversation back on course. No, listen. Because the thing is, right? Punisher to me was very highly anticipated because, to me, uh, not since possibly what was the Warzone movie? Who's the actor? Ray it was. It wasn't. Yeah, it was Ray something. Directed by a woman too. What's your name? Lexi something. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like that was to me like you know what? this is the closest we can ever have to what the Punisher is. And then I saw him in Daredevil season two, played by Mr. Bernthal himself, and mm-hmm. like, wow! Like this is like, it was a great adaptation. It's a good hodgepodge of all the other versions of the Punisher. It's yeah, like, the guy is struggling with like you know the revenge and the death of his family, and like you know the crazy psychopathic dude who just wants to take the law into his own hands. Basically, Batman if he had less of a conscience and less of a budget. <laughs> <laughs> and also guns. And But more guns. <laughs> yeah. How does he afford all of that? Oh, apparently America, guns are cheap and easy to attain. Hell that, yeah, they are. Have you been to a gun show? No, I don't want to. You can but, get a handgun for like $100. You know, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, but if, if you think about it, right, every time the Punisher shows up in, his, in any of these things, right, you should always have, like, that tweet of thoughts and prayers. Frank, hashtag, Frank Castle has arrived. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody. Hashtag not my castle. So, <laughs> we, should pre- we should preface, like, what happened in the Netflix series. Basically, there was actually a thing that Frank Castle was involved in back in the, back in the whole war before he killed off his uh, conspirators in Daredevil second season. Mm. And now they're following up from that. And along the way, he came across... Uh, Secret government hacker guy named Micro and somehow Which I that's felt also the was agent. a little bit like you know you have to bring him in, but the thing is they spend way too much time trying to get him to get away. It felt very I, enemy of the state, I would say. I did not mind that. I mean, we can talk about that later. But basically, that's the preface right there. Like, okay, there's apparently more to what happened in the previous uh, Daredevil season two than. And we were you know what? On. I feel like the way they. Because it was, it's also a way to get the Punisher's backstory because they didn't do that in season two of yeah, yeah. Daredevil. I think that it's a better origin story than the one we normally have in the comics. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it ties into, you know, how the Magia are like a big bad in various comics. But this one feels a bit more like... It ties into the Marvel Universe as a whole. Because you think about, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. conspiracy and all the stuff that's going on in Civil War and uh, the Captain America storyline. 
this feels like it belongs in that world but, to yeah, but to me it belongs in that world tonally but the thing is they never mention any of it that's one that's of the a problems problem, yeah. I that is a big thing because yeah. it doesn't seem like it's part of the same universe I mean mm-hmm. I do I would also be commending I would, I would commend Marvel and Netflix if they wanted to do like a standalone show that could stand on its own two feet and not rely too much on like you know because especially with Marvel Burnout which we keep mentioning yeah, exactly. you have to be so aware of all these franchises and all these running stories right It'll be so. It's so refreshing to have like a singular Marvel experience where you don't need to watch all the other shows, you mm-hmm. know. And like they found ways to kind of like you know dance around the fact that, uh, yeah, the Hulk kind of exists in this universe too. Yeah. Mind you. So do you think they went overboard with the whole? I'm gonna st- I'm gonna make this series stand on its own two feet, but the yeah, problem is maybe it, a bit too much. And that's the, I think that's you hit it right on the head because it's like basically like they were they're doing their best to make it uh as individualistic. I mean, has its own personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Make it as standalone-ish as possible. Yeah, but they're not very clear on where in the timeline this show is because it's definitely after Defenders. It's after Daredevil. I am actually. It's told after Defenders because uh, Karen Page is still acting like uh, Matt Murdock is no longer yeah. in the pic- no longer in the picture, which mm. is kind of like the cliffhanger from Defenders. I mean, I didn't finish Defenders. You. I haven't mm. seen it, but I knew I got this from uh, like digging around online. I've already finished it, and yeah, it does seem like that actually. It's so, basically sort of during after the stuff that happened in Defenders. But if Karen Page is still around, I mean, she, yeah, she's uh, she has been a journalist since I guess Daredevil. I guess uh, Daredevil uh, after no, she, Daredevil season. She was two, a paralegal in uh, season one and two. Yeah, yeah, and then she became a journalist at the end of season two. Yeah, because um, what's once the they name? take over Ben Ulrich's uh, legacy per se. What's the name of uh, Murdoch's uh, legal? Foggy, Foggy, Foggy Nelson. <laughs> no, Murdoch Nelson is the name of their uh, the team. I mean, yeah, of their uh, law firm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it dissolve at the end of season two? I can't remember. If I remember, I Nelson like hand or something. Uh, Murdoch's doing his own thing. I think he dropped the name, maybe, or he maybe represented it. Or maybe he quit from the company. Which he was. He still. He is still doing. Um, what's that pro bono cases? Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about Daredevil season two. Started out really strong, and then when it did the whole Electra hand thing, and like you kind of like uh, lost interest. It's because and the hand are not very interesting villains. That's what I felt in the Punisher. It's actually the reverse, where the story that's trying to tell for Frank Castle, maybe they might flesh it out a bit too long than it expected. Maybe we've cut down a few episodes that could work, but the second half, man, that was good shit, honestly. I would say the yeah. The thing is, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn to get where it got to, but and when it did, yeah. The thing is, I. I know that you have your own reasons for maybe thinking it took too long. For me, I think it works because it's not like we didn't get any fight scenes in the first half. Because mm-hmm. you had the fight in the forest, you had slight skirmishes here and there. And it was enough to make you go, you have a taste of what he'll be like. Like a teaser, yeah. 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 And so I remember the first episode when he had that montage where he's like clearing out all the extras from the. Yeah. The, and then all of a sudden. Okay, now he's gonna smash this wall with a hammer for a while. And then smash the heads of three dickheads with a, the same hammer. Foreshadowing. And then all of a sudden, he he grows a bit of a conscience and doesn't kill as you know brutally or as quickly. Yeah, now I will agree that whole thing where he grows a bit of a conscience, they don't really explain. Well, they do kind of with um, the the PTSD side story with uh, that, that young veteran. Kidrit, yeah. yeah. Was I, it Lewis Wilson? Lewis, Lewis Willis. Willis. Lewis, Lewis something. Um, I think it's O'Connell. Wilson. I remember the 
the self-help uh, army guy, he said he called out Curtis. O'Connor. Yeah, Curtis, thank you. O'Connell, O'Connor. Is it? I thought his name was like Lewis or Wilson. No, O'Connell's the name of the fake vets. Oh, okay, the guy the who vets. keeps talking so about, you know, I took the my time in Nam, I got but the yeah, silver he was star. A faker. No, yeah. he spent his time in Texas. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. Well, we've been talking about the punishment quite a bit. Is, uh, we've talked, spent a lot of talking and not really talked about the meat of so the... So much of the yeah. preamble, and the thing is, right... Uh, I think well, we can get to the nitty-gritty. We've already actually mentioned, okay, with the fake veteran, oh, they're trying to be topical. With Detective Madani, oh, trying to be also topical in a sense. But we've, we bring up um, Kandahar and the torture shit. That okay, happened. so we should probably sort of explain topic. what the main storyline is, because we're kind of just throwing these references about... Mm. <clears throat> it's a political thriller. It's very, yeah, it it's very kind of enemy of the state. It's very, um, it's very civil war. It's a very civil war. Yeah, exactly. It's very much in tone with that, where it's like you don't really like for a show that's called The Punisher. There's very little Punisher in it. Basically, actually. there's this homeland security agent, uh, Dina Madani, <coughs> who is trying to find out who killed her partner in Afghanistan. Her friend, yeah, yeah. And she knows this links to Frank Castle because when he was still in the army, he was part of that task force. He's got his own vedetta against the guy who started the task force because he's the one that killed off this his family. Agent Orange. Agent Orange, yeah. Who, I come. It's called William. Ruff, something. Rafflin or something. Yeah. Rollins. William Rollins. 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 <laughs> yeah, and then that also ties in uh, Bill Russo. Uh, uh, Jigsaw. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler. Jigsaw is in here. We get his origin story as well. Yeah. Which but it felt like it, it, more of a Jigsaw origin story than a Punisher. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was actually kind of fine too because at least you know there's some character that Punisher and Madani can rely on until the like eventual the heel turn, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, until yeah. the proper heel turn, which we, we kind and of see it coming about. He, he was a good kind of antagonist. Like he was yeah. the kind of like you know the suave, pretty boy who fucks with you slightly rather than like the super campy Dominic West version that we got in Punisher Warzone. Which I enjoyed more actually. And he can actually get his hands dirty. Right, he was the only. The only aspect of Warzone I enjoyed was watching Dominic Quest just chew the <laughs> fucking scenery. Yeah. Like strutting around. No, but like with no With the ego. American flag is something where he was doing that stand. Oh yeah. Speech doing the recruitment video. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is also with zero vanity, he wore that makeup and he rocked it. Yeah. Like he didn't give a fuck. And the thing is you could tell he was just having a lot of fun. And it it made a, a very nice uh how you say juxtaposition against like Frank Castle's very like stoic demeanor. Mm-hmm. You mean how Ray Stevenson can't act his face very well? No no. It's the Punisher. He's supposed to be like that. Right, <laughs> you know, and of course, like, well, we're jumping around from a lot of Punishers here. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what, how about this? Let's do it uh, Last King style. Each one of us, we bring up p- how we were introduced to Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And our kind of, like, our thoughts on what we expect from a show like this. Our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag. <not> my castle. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but also, do you also want to kind of bring up the fact that like this show is getting very mixed reviews? Yeah, there are a lot of people who don't like it for different reasons. Like some people don't like it for story reasons. Some don't like it because political reasons. Maybe they, they thought say, that this show was at the wrong place at the wrong time. They're saying that it's glorifying, uh, you know, mass like white people mass shooting. Like, <laughs> Oh, it doesn't really. It makes it very clear that no one thinks that he's a hero apart from himself. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I also kind of want to bring up the fact that maybe some people are a bit too sensitive about it because it's yeah. a show. It's the Punisher, and it's like, yeah, I know America. You're kind of having problems with crazy white guys with guns. Yeah, but it's but he's not killing people who are innocent. He's killing people who deserve it. That's that. That's this Punisher's role per se. Ah, uh, but then. Can't we all change? Is there not no reform in even the most cruelest of criminals? Yeah. But anyway, are these are the questions we need to ask. So, <laughs> talking about how we were introduced to the Punisher, I'll start nice and easy. This was my introduction to Punisher. What? 
Well, that's good. At least you're approaching it with a very, very yeah, fresh so perspective. Yeah, so I have zero baggage when it comes to approaching Which this. Which is probably the best way to enjoy this, yeah. I guess. I mean, like, this is definitely like my Punisher, to use air quotes, mm. kind of. Like the ones where you're trying to pull him in. And this is probably the first uh, comic book adaption that I've seen, which is making me interested in reading the comics. Oh, but then you, you need to kind of discuss it with us first. We need to show you the right ones. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best the best ones that you can go to, like if you go Kuni Kuni Hours um, or any comic book store. Because wanna... literally with a character like The Punisher, you can't go from this Netflix show and then go to Frankencastle. Like, yeah. Oh, you mean uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like Zombie Punisher? Okay, maybe yeah, not that. I'm actually talking more like the Garth Ennis run. Definitely. More, Punisher yeah. Max, you can. That's yeah. to me. That's on Comixology right now for like super cheap. There you go. Is get Black that. Friday like doing anything on Comixology? I'm very sure they are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gotta yeah. get them comics, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well, wait for Cyber Monday. You might get some good deals, you know? Nah, I'm buying like hardware on Cyber Monday, bro. <laughs> there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at 1080 Ti on Amazon right now. Like, the beauty <laughs> about the Garth Ennis the Punisher was this is a Punisher that does not give a shit at all. Because it's Garth Ennis. Yeah, yeah. He will just <laughs> shoot whoever the fuck is in the contract. The man who's who gave a bad guy us Cross and Preacher yeah. and the boys. Yeah. Yes, good you stuff. Know? Like, really sticking to a theme here. Yeah. I mean, like, he knows what he's good at and he delivers. Why not? You mean, that's good. Like, you know, be very good at the thing that you do. Don't, you know, scattershot too much. But at the same time, the thing is, what I love about Garth Ennis, right, he has this ability to write dialogue that sticks in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this one scene in Punisher Max. Remember when uh, one of the was DA... fighting the Russian? <laughs> no, no, not the, no, the Russian was hilarious. <laughs> no, I love that a lot. It's like, this is random, but yeah. fun. No, because like I think when one of the DA agents gets captured and then because they they're going after the face, mm, okay, and okay. then he gets his face taken off, and then it's like it's mounted on this trophy, and then like the other DA agent, the female one, I think it's Ortiz or something. Oh, I can't remember, but I remember like she's like chasing after the face and it's like, oh, my partner is he still alive? Whatever, and then she sees like his like his <laughs> like that sheath of his what what his his face on a trophy mounted, and then the Punisher like holds it and like no no look at this. Look at this and get angry. That will make you stronger. Like that is okay. pure yeah. Garth Ennis right there. He's that kind of guy. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he, he don't fuck around. That also feels like something that this Punisher would say. Yeah. And I mean, the reason we actually were laughing at the Russian is because he's actually a mobster who kind of got his head cut off per se, but he actually got attached it to a big woman's body for some strange reason. It's very Garth Ennis too. Okay. You know, uh, kind of reminds mm. me of the villain from Preacher who had yes. like a pin, like a, the the. the like a dick carved into his like there you go what? yes it's like, that kind of humor yeah it's that kind of humor when you look at it it's like this is ridiculous but it's fun it's like it's a far cry from like people who are like uh what's that guy's name frank miller the guy who did kick ass uh f- miller. mark miller mark, mark miller, miller. Miller. My bad. No, not mark frank miller. miller frank miller's a different kind of psycho <laughs> but mark miller to me is like he's trying so hard to be garth ennis but he never hits like he, he never hits the tone perfect because he wants but to he ends up having his scripts being made to movies yeah i know I mean, I, yeah that's what i'm saying like he wants to make movies but he's doing it through making comics he doesn't want to you know make good comics i mean like i can do an entire episode about just recommending tom to some amazing garth ennis like preacher the, the comic book run yeah that is worth reading twice <laughs> because of how many jokes there are apparently yeah. And also definitely, would you recommend The Boys? The Boys is a bit too... The Boys is definitely hardcore, but it's definitely recommended. It's definitely recommended. Yeah, if you want actually a satire on superhero, like very on-the-nose satire, but it's still welcome. But yeah. Point is, yeah, like the, that's Max. how we actually got through to Punisher. Punisher okay. Max, as well as tidbits and pieces where he was actually Spider-Man's 
antagonist at one point. That's had way the back white in the day. Glove and stuff, you know. That was like back in Kinda the sixties, right? Yeah. When they killed people, there was no blood, basically, during that time. And then the thing is, like, he was like basically introduced in the weirdest way possible. He was hired by the Jackal. Yes, to kill him. To yes. kill Spider-Man, yes. right? Like this kid, the, his original origin story before the whole drama about him and some like PTSD suffering soldier who's like going up, like, uh, th- taking revenge on the world because of the death of his family. He was originally just some random dude with a very nicely designed costume. Like oh. the skull, like he, like the thing about when he first appeared, what I remembered was like everybody in the Marvel uh, universe is colorful, except for this guy who's just black and white. And the thing is, like he evolved in such a way, like because he, um, I think it was the '90s basically. Mm. Like after that Dolph Lundgren movie, as shitty as it is. You know, that kind of like, you know what, a Dark Punisher might be very interesting. Somebody who is like a little bit, not, not so goofy, second fiddle bad guy. Like just a bit crazed, but not in the Joker happy happy kind of craze, but like the, I don't know if he's going to cut me or kiss me kind of. Like basically like Two-Face, you know, mm. like Two-Face, if, if done correctly, is like, what is terrifying. This? this guy is terrifying. Like the Harvey Dent in uh, Dark Knight. Like the Harvey Dent in animated series as well. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. That yeah, very, that guy yeah. is like wow. He really can't control what it is, right? And then, but also, I mean, uh, this as an introduction for Punisher, especially for you, right? I mean, what I find interesting is like there's a lot of very social, political, very topical stuff tacked on to it. I wouldn't say tacked on. I would say that they are trying to do something interesting with Punisher, and the problem is that. Punisher is not a very good solo outing for a comic book character because he's too dark in one note to be interesting even in the books actually sometimes yeah because not for lack of trying well, I mean, not, not for lack of trying but yeah. compare that to Matt Murdock where you have all kinds of stuff going in you have the Catholic guilt you have the blindness you have you know his being master. a lawyer being yeah. a lawyer <laughs> that's one yeah. like you have all that in stuff in Hell's Kitchen <laughs> yeah, you have Luke Cage where you have all that stuff going on. You have Jessica Jones, which has you know, like you know, surviving rape and domestic abuse. Like that's this whole other thing. From David Tennant, who is the least likely person to be afraid of? Like he was so damn good though as mm-hmm. uh, Kilgrave. Yeah. I, I believe I believe the power, especially when he convinced his mom to stab herself or something. Oh no, that was fantastic. That, yeah, that's, that's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, Jessica Jones deserves a second chance. So right? I think using the Punisher as a vehicle to explore PTSD and how veterans are treated in America, mm. I think was actually a very good way of doing it because one, very few people are doing it effectively. Like a lot of shows when they talk about say PTSD, to don't, add, yeah? To add to that, very few people are doing it effectively now. Now, I think even back- like Even this year, dude, or even last year. Well, I'm just thinking about like other shows or, TV or films which have dealt with PTSD. It's always been very over the top, very like kind of crazy eyes and like, you know, weird, like, ticks. Let me ticks. call you out on that. Yeah. Rambo First Blood. I haven't seen. So, <laughs> look, look, there at, we go. look at my back just split. <laughs> what? <laughs> you haven't seen Rambo First Blood. That, but is, I am, that was good stuff. I am, I'm aware of that, that impact. But, you know, that's still from the 80s. But then, apart from that, what else can you talk about in terms of PTSD? Uh, Jarhead. No, I wouldn't exclude that's PTSD. Really? That's I think that's more with. Uh, that was during, wasn't it? I mean, they were still serving. No, yeah, but the thing is, because they never see combat. That's the thing about like you know the reality of most soldiers isn't that they never do anything. Like, that was what made Jarhead oh, so wait, interesting. I, okay, I can't be a man from the era and not mention born on the Fourth of July. Oh yes, okay, <laughs> okay. that is yeah, that is definitely PTSD. And you know, to some extent, 
even Forrest Gump. Mm. Like the the the, the trials oh, yeah. and tribulations of when, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, yeah. But in terms of like, especially in modern society, where you know a lot of conversation these days is about you know veterans' rights and you know what the VA is doing and like mm. there's been a lack of funding and there's so many veterans who end up homeless, committing suicide, becoming drug addicts. This or being is suicide bombers yeah, this in is, the worst case scenario. Yeah, this or is the Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good show to describe it because Frank Castle is PTSD to the fucking max, yes, yeah. and he took it the wrong way, like. Every single veteran in this show is fucked up in some way. Even Curtis, the guy who's meant to be like the mm-hmm. self-help guy, even him is like, I present the answers. I don't. I wake up screaming. I wonder where the fuck my leg is. Like, it's a very effective. I think this show. Mm. Like, it's during a thing. Oh come on, we're gonna have a fun ride on Marvel. Oh by the way, we're fucking over our veterans. I'm like what? Huh? Oh, I guess yeah, we are. Yeah, this thing, one of the problems I have is like, there's like whenever these kind of topics are brought up, it's like a very quick slap to the face. Like, oh. Yeah, we're not gonna have fun. We're gonna be serious for a bit. And the thing is, like, okay, I get if you wanna, like, kind of, like, tag in the, you know, moral of the story is, like, you know, we should be a, pay attention to stuff like this. And, then, like, the thing about me, especially being, like, I don't wanna say I'm a Punisher fan, mm-hmm. but there's a version of the Punisher that I enjoy. And, and that's was, not and what you, you were expecting on. that. No, I got it in Daredevil Season 2. Mm, like, okay. that is what I wanna see. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we need to kind of establish things and do backstory and like micro origin uh, okay sure. it definitely feels like uh, you prefer like that to be kept a mystery rather than having his story expanded in I mean let's no, no, say kept a mystery you can like hint at it or you can refer to it like why do you do this oh because they killed my family okay reason good enough go for it but the thing is like I mean I like my jingoistic military fantasies to be guilt free <laughs> like Seriously. But to be honest, yeah. I felt that when they added in this tinge of guilt, especially the veterans, it was actually kind of effective. Even though it could have been a few episodes shorter, but I appreciated what I've seen. Yeah, the pacing you know. was a bit. But I'm I... okay with the pacing, but yeah, it could have been cut a bit more. I maybe. would counter that with saying that if we had more Frank Castle, I think that would be worse, because he really isn't that interesting a character. He can is, be one of the thing is it takes an actor like John Bernthal to actually flesh him up. Yeah, and you know, he's fleshed out very well, but at the same time, he is more interesting in the way he interacts with other people. Like I loved whenever he was talking to Micro. Because there was two smart asses being absolute dickheads to each other. But they love each other in a sense. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. when Micro's trying to show him his penis when they get drunk. <laughs> yes, that was insane. All the way that's, that... Yeah, there's a lot of unnecessary or, male nudity amongst two uh, people. Or even that time when Frank Castle talking to Micro's wife and kids. That was actually not too bad. I, mean, I have, I kind of I like have that mixed feelings about that. I have mixed feelings about that. I, I, like, I liked it when he was talking to Madani as well because... Madani is in some way also like the Punisher, like entirely focused on one thing to the detriment way of literally driven, yes. everything else. But she stuck to the law, whereas Frank Castle said, fuck this, I'm going to do fuck it the, the way I know very well, which is putting a bullet in someone's face. Mm-hmm. And so it's a bit like the Joker-Batman dichotomy, where if you strip away certain elements, they're very similar individuals. Yeah. And also, I mean, it might be superficial, it might be tacked on, but... I like that they had a Persian American as a major component. To me, a bit on the nose because, because progressive. Because you know, it, like people might complain, why is it another white like guy privileged CIA it's agent? It's always been the Marvel thing to be progressive. I mean, the comics line has always been progressive. Quite they recently, heroes, but, yeah. the thing is, but this one at least sort of had a proper tie-in per se to the, like. I guess the progressive and I guess and to be honest it was much more fun than having like another standard white guy uh, homeland security guy 
Yeah, because we had they, enough of that in Homeland. Yeah, yeah. There you we go. had enough of that in Jack Bauer. <laughs> exactly, it's doing something a bit different, and then you could have her relationship with Billy Russo, which helped like muddy the waters a little bit. Mm. But okay, another thing I want to bring up is like the thing is I've, I'm a fan of the comics and I'm a fan of the character. It's like when you throw a character like Billy Russo, like yeah, he's a bad guy. Like, hmm? like okay, then you have this weird anticipation, like so when is he gonna fuck them over? <laughs> it's like is, is he gonna be a good guy the whole way? Like no, they can't. It's yeah. Billy Russo. <laughs> It's more a matter of when you kind of set your clock to it. Per se. But, but how this, Mr. Tuffy? What was your introduction to the Punisher? And like, you know, basically, what's? Do you have any love affair with the character? Um, yes and no. I mean, I did like the Garth Ennis version, but I can understand if Marvel, the Netflix series, all that want to actually make their Punisher slightly tweaked. I'm okay with that per se. Like it's a but modern one, adaptation. Yeah, yeah, the Daredevil version and also this Punisher, modern version. He's actually. Not too bad per se. I mean, John Berthold actually did a good job portraying this character as a PTSD survivor who's just trying to cope with this shit while he's taking revenge per se and trying to do a one-man army thing. Yeah. As a slight tangent, did you see his interview with I think it was Conan about when he was trying to become the Punisher? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to Jersey and he went to a comic book store trying to yeah. He went up and said he was going to introduce himself and say hi, my name is and the guy said yeah, I know who you are. So, Okay, well, uh, I'd like to know how to get in. Here's the research. Yeah, the guy came up with a huge pile of comics. Said, you need to read this one and this one and this one, and especially this one, and read all this. Okay, man. And then he looks at me in the eyes and says, "Don't fuck this up." <laughs> Comic book guy literally yeah. told him, not like, to fuck "Do this not up. fuck this up." Oh man. So I think he took it to heart. I yeah. guess. Mission accomplished. I would say this right. Like I have no problems at all with John Brothall as a Punisher. I have no problems at all with his performance, except he can be a little bit too John Bernthal. Like the grunting and like the groaning. <laughs> the constant eating, <sighs> constant grunting, you know, like, like yeah, dude, Jackie Earl Haley did it properly in Watchmen, calm down. Like, he even said the same line, right, If I think in season 2 of Daredevil. There was this one line where he says, like, uh, I'm not locked in here with you, you're, you're locked in here with, with me. me. Like, didn't Rorschach say that too yeah. in Watchmen? Like, that's oh, yeah, the most famous did. line from Watchmen. You know, that's one of yes, the most famous yes. lines. So it's like, thinking, hey, this is, is the, are these two people, like, throwing shade at each other? Maybe, maybe. But at the same time, like, no, the thing is, I can divorce myself away from Watchmen enough to, to think that, okay, John Berthold as the Punisher, perfect casting. He nailed it. Unfortunately, the story that he's wrapped around it, like, oh, could be a little bit... Because the thing is, there's always these moments where and situations where like, I'm not sure the Punisher would react that way, but I can kind of see like the director or the storyteller or like maybe you know maybe the overarching Marvel executive like okay we need to mention this this and this this that like there's like a whole like bunch of checkpoints mm. where you have to mention PTSD you have to mention veterans problems you have to mention like uh, reaccustoming themselves to like reacclimatizing yeah you know and all mm-hmm. that and then, oh yeah we also need to kind of mention like. Uh, Black Ops stuff, you know, and Bruce Springsteen and Wu Tang Clan. Oh, that that felt very weird. I mean, but like Springsteen felt like I, I as soon as he said oh, I'm gonna go see Bruce Springsteen, like that was a <laughs> go see the boss. Like, yeah, I can believe that Frank Castle is a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. He's from Jersey. Everybody's a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> True. <laughs> like Kevin Smith is also a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I mean, like you know, they're kind of like the Rush Limbaugh kind of fan of Bruce Springsteen. I don't think they exist. Oh yeah, maybe they do. Like the, the ones, is- the ones who listen to um, "Born in the USA" unironically. <laughs> okay. And then they listen to the ghost of Tom Jode, and they think, "Oh, he's actually he hates guys like us." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to bring up Bruce Springsteen? Leave Bruce Springsteen alone, okay? Yeah. Probably in our upcoming rock episode. A rock, rock episode. <laughs> rock it. It's the end of Rocktober, anyway. <laughs> oh but, Jesus! Oh man. But I would say this. Uh, you know, aside from the musical tastes, okay, like. 
Punisher, when they try to humanize him and they show him, like to me, one of my major, major problems is him interacting with Michael's family. Yeah, you guys had mixed feelings. It uh, felt maybe a little bit. bit it I, felt creepy because he knows Michael's watching. It like, felt a bit like, yeah, like, there was this really weird um, uh, film which came out with Harrison Ford and Paul Bettany, which was kind of similar, like this hacker took control of Harrison Ford's life, mm-hmm. and he was like being slightly creepy around his family, like, especially his kids. I was getting flashbacks to that movie, and it felt like Punisher is a blunt instrument. Why is he playing mind games with this dude? Keeping is, up like, appearances, I'm just gonna say that. May, I would mm, not. No. no, if he was keeping up appearances, keeping up appearances with Micro for what? Like, I, he he had no reason to ever go to their family. Yeah, ever. I mean, like, I he only went to fuck with Micro. Hmm. Or that time when there were actually people breaking in. So. Well, yeah, but only fun. because he put them in the line of danger. Yeah, I guess Micro's fault. <laughs> and more punishes fault yes. too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another thing I also want to kind of bring up is, uh, I mean, do you all, maybe not you, Tom, but how about you? What do you think of the new Micro, the not chubby guy behind the uh, not Dennis Nedry? I feel like he is a bit too similar to Ken, to a skinnier Kenny Omega for some reason. I don't know why. Yo, he just had that hair. Did you get that? Kenny Omega face. He was gonna like probably take a steel chair and just break Punisher's face if it felt like it. Speaking anyway, point is, yeah, this this guy is fine. I mean, he's a new Japan wrestler. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good thing. I mean, they tried to humanize Micro in some sense, even though it's his fault for doing this. He had a choice. But he makes he makes right like he tries to make right about what what he's been doing rather than him being like a nerd who's just staying at the back of the screen and just being a cipher to give Punisher info on who to hit and whatnot. But that was basically what he's designed for. Yeah, I mean, like, but at least in a way, you kind of kind of and, flesh him out. He's better off, better off than me. He's like the character. believable kind of nerd, not you know like the hyper stereotypical one that Hollywood likes to push us but yeah. the kind like where Ezra Miller in the flesh right? oh god yeah like he's <laughs> he's not Asperger's he's a normal human who he's, he's very paranoid good paranoid as fuck who's paranoid just, as hell yeah, you're for right. good reason because they try to kill him because he tried to send a tape to the DEA mm-hmm. well Homeland Security no did, he did succeed right yeah yeah that's how Madani starts off the arc yeah, yeah but like do you kind of miss the old micro a little bit not really I mean I kind of want to see maybe this micro actually get integrated into the comics if they haven't maybe do you want to bring out the fact maybe that not the... too much hmm? of the family stuff but maybe not uh, not your t- not your atypical smart guy basically because like the thing about micro is like Throughout comics history, like in canon, he's never ever depicted as a family guy. Not really. He's also kind of like the lone gunman. Who stays with his mom yeah, or grandmother? Lone, what, what's, what's the term for that? Huh? Uh, the lone lone gunman, gun. right? Not gunman. He doesn't shoot. Uh-huh. Lone wolf. The lone wolf, like uh, he's like. That was a, that was a term in X Files. That's why I use lone gunman. So yeah, the nerds. No, lone gunman is the guy who has one gun and he's alone. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm talking about he's like the one guy who's like he's solitary. And then he kind of strikes a kind of a, a mutual accord with somebody like Frank Castle. Like both of us, we're like people who avoid society and we live by our own rules. Like I can't shoot people, but you can. But I can hack into things, and like that's how the partnership was so believable. Because okay. both of them are like there's just like these two psychopaths who like kind of get along at a certain level. And anyway, the thing about this micro. Let's just say the full name, Microchip. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna be old school about it. His name is Microchip. Yeah. Stop calling him Micro. Okay, it sounds weird, no? Like, especially with all the penis showing. Yeah. Like, like why you call yourself Micro? Well, you know, because like a, a huge dick. But like, a beautiful wife. Apparently. It's ironic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I wanna say this is like, okay, the problem I have with Micro basically is like when you add all these facets to him, like he has a family he's trying to protect, or he's a was it uh, he's an NSA guy and he was like you know he's like he's kind of like Julian Assange you know like oh he's a traitor he's pulling a gun it's like 
Yeah, I don't see that. I don't buy that. Like, that can be another character. That's not Micro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Micro is literally Alfred. He facilitates the Punisher's craziness. I think maybe because they don't want to have yet another Alfred character. I guess so too. But like, wait, who else has an Alfred character? Batman. No, but in the Marvel universe. <laughs> but no, but that's the part. Like they're trying to. But, I mean, I guess Iron Man and Jarvis. Jarvis was a human Jarvis, before it became a. Before it became, became an AI. Yeah, yeah. Now it's win. What's the name? January or winter? Like the new. Played AI. by Jennifer Connelly. Oh, was it February? Oh. I forgot. February. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. But I want to say this is like you no. Know, I mean, everybody knows that the Punisher is a parody of Batman. It's like. Like when Marvel created the Punisher, like oh DC has Batman, like okay we're gonna create something similar, like that just crazy, <laughs> like that pulls a uh, parody of Deathstroke. Exactly, yeah. I mean, but I, I don't think it was intentional. Like when they created the Punisher character originally, he was basically just like you know some antagonist for Spider-Man, and then when they evolved him a little bit, like oh yeah he can be kind of like Batman. He's got this. He really... can get a mix up with the mafia in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and so forth. because the thing is we need the ground level guys, yeah. and the yeah. thing is this was the '90s when the Punisher really hit his stride with like Warzone, War Journal. And uh, even Punisher Year One, which was kind of insane, yeah, yeah, was... <laughs> you know. But it's I would say like you know like I kind of miss the old Micro, because it was like you know especially for a guy like me who's read all the comics and read this character, and I'm like you know the the, the guy in school who's like I will never ever be the Punisher or Batman, but I could possibly be Micro. <laughs> Someone to look up to. In I, could, sense. I could learn. I could learn computers. To aspire to be. You know, and stay in my basement and play video games, and eventually one day a crazy homicidal but on its vigilante. Own, but on me. its own Netflix merit, okay, I'll. I'll I mean, it's a strong adapt- adapt- yeah. adaptation, right? Yeah. But the problem I have is that because they changed him so much. And they added the family aspect. You might as like, well call him someone else. You might as well call him someone else. Is one thing, but the thing is, right? That dragged on for a bit too long, for just a touch. You know, yeah, that was the cut. I it was an wanted, extra episode actually. more than needs be. Like for me, like that scene where it's like, oh, we need to handle our son. He's like lashing out. Like, I don't want to see this in a Punisher story. Or uh, where the his wife kisses Frank. Yeah, that was a little unnecessary. Right, that was like I knew that was coming, and I. It was never gonna be delivered well. He probably and came to Was even anyway. worse. And Excuse we, me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the wife was hot anyway. So uh, what? The Punisher came. The wife was probably hot. Anyway, go what on. What are you talking about? No, but I will say this: like the thing is, like what made it even worse was Micro's watching, and yeah. then the reaction he had. He didn't get confrontational. Was like, I get it. It's all right. You know, you kiss my wife. She's hot. I like what? Like no. Why are you like? Totally, what are you being emo about it? Yeah. No, not even being emo it's just about it. Pathetic about Why it. are you emasculating this man even more than he needs to be? You know what I mean? Like, okay, here's that cool nerdy, like you know, side character to the Punisher that, like you know, like a thirteen-year-old version of me. Like, yeah, that's that's the kind of guy I think I can aspire to. And like, oh, now I don't want to be him at all. Like he's so lame. That's one episode we could probably live without. And then yeah, he gets bullied by the Punisher. And like the thing is, it's like that weird kind of. Uh, Hazing, where it's like you know they're just basically punching each other in the shoulder, but at the same time it feels so mean spirited sometimes, especially yeah. when you strap his naked body to a fucking chair and like you basically give him like Chinese water torture just so he can turn off the alarm system. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, okay, this is going on for way too long. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I know you want to kind of show off that microchip is a little bit stubborn or a little bit not hard to work with. As or that Frank is that dichotomy where or that both the like Punisher is a real asshole. Yeah. And the thing is like, okay, I know he's a psychopath, but don't make him an asshole. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we know he's deranged. He's I know, killing people. I really have problems liking this guy. Why are you making it even easier for me to dislike him some more? You know what I mean? Because it's like, like that whole section in the beginning of the the season, like. I wouldn't say unnecessary. I would say like okay, a for effort for trying something different. 
for fleshing out Micro finally because Micro yeah, basically we never seen any version of him like this before but but it's the other episodes that sort of made him why do you want to portray him like this in the first place do you think yeah. that maybe it's a reaction because everyone loved him so much in Daredevil season 2 maybe the showrunners were going oh shit we can't have him be more popular than the guy not killing people uh, I don't. I think that sounds more like a conspiracy than anything. Oh. But the thing is, you can just yeah. basically shove him into like ten minutes per episode, where he just pops up and he's like, "Micro, uh, I need uh, what, what's it? What's 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 he look from the targets? Oh, it, there's two on the roof, one over there. Thanks, Micro. Like, like what he did in the forest fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Micro. <laughs> like, oh, that's what he does. Well, maybe it's just like he's a the sign eyes of in the sky. this is what it'll be once because he was never like full Punisher in this season at all. That's why the slow burn. I'm guessing why. Like, even but at the very end, he was full Punisher in Daredevil season two. But, but he didn't have a handler. But that was because yeah. like he kind of he gave up that life at the beginning of this season and then he had to slowly get back into it. Shout out to the sledgehammer again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that no. was the old school Punisher in Daredevil season two. In this one it was more like, okay, he's gonna be that Punisher with the micro like in Warzone. I in I sense. mean, because we know that Billy Russo is coming back, so I think season two or maybe Daredevil season three or imagine if he shows up with Luke Cage. What the hell? Yeah, you know, I want to see. I want to see fucking Marvel really tie it all up together. Not even say Marvel, Disney, and then like, it's not gonna be on Netflix. Netflix for long, right? I know. I think maybe on the Disney. I think Netflix. I think Netflix are allowed to keep all of these shows. It's just like all of the uh, the new ones are gonna like transfer no, over. All the films are gonna be on whatever Disney streaming service is coming I'm out. I'm gonna miss watching Avengers again. Yeah. No, but what I was about to say was like, you know, it'd be cool. Like during Punisher season two, like fucking just like the Hulk just rampages through. Like, okay, how are you gonna deal with that? <laughs> you know, we can't like, can shoot him in bullets. You're, you're still in the same universe, technically. Because you know? technically, he's already destroyed Harlem. Yes, he has. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait, no. Luke Cage. Luke Cage, wasn't it? He Luke Cage was, was in Harlem, and the Hulk destroyed Harlem in his solo movie. I kind of remember. Wait, did he? Yeah. He fought, uh, what's his face? Uh, Abomination. Was Abomination it? in Harlem. Oh, that was a while back. Yeah, that Edward was, Norton, Edward Norton, which is canon yeah. apparently. It is canon. It was part of. It's part of the uh, Marvel universe. Oh man, if only they can bring back Liv Tyler. Mm. <laughs> anyway, point is, yeah. Um, shall we give second our, season? Yes. Shall hopefully. we give our final reviews? Like a final score. We, we can keep going actually because there's a lot of things I also want to kind of bring up. Oh, okay. like what exactly? That's fine. That's okay, my main problem with the show is Madani. I, I want. I want you to kind of like justify her a little bit before I go for it. Uh, I. I want to justify it because I feel like that, yes, she's definitely not perfect. Like, there's issues I have with her character as well. I feel like she was a bit boring in some aspects that uh, she never fully justifies why she became a loner. Her relationship with her mother could have been interesting. What about that voice, though? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I love the actor who plays uh, her mother. Like, she has that perfect uh, chain smoker voice, which yeah, I love listening good. to. She has been around in a few family flicks a while back. Well, she's, yeah. been, she's been around for ages wild, yeah. like she's one of the best parts of the expanse she, as well she makes my room rumble because like when when the subwoofer kicks in when she starts talking like hello darling like, <laughs> like the sage good? advice kind of voice yeah deeper yeah she and should be a character in like a prince of persia game <laughs> she needs to narrate prince of persia there you go <laughs> there we go but like that could have been explored a bit more her relationship with rafi was a bit rushed her relationship with her partner like she didn't deserve her like crushed moment when her partner dies 
It felt that way. Yeah, I feel like that relationship was a bit too rushed. Too short. Like they they killed him far too early. He should have survived till episode. It's worse for me because I saw it coming. Because like oh, oh no, yeah, I Billy saw Russo's gonna kill him. No, I saw it coming too. Like as soon as they said I'm gonna split up, like well he's dead. Like far too early. Because they made him annoying enough that you don't mind him going away, right? Yeah. yeah. But I I feel like she's a good. She's another role model, I think, within uh, uh, Marvel Universe. Like, not for superheroes, but having, like, you know, the supporting characters, especially in the TV show. That's where I kind of disagree, because of the visual of her. What do you mean by the visual of her? Because the thing is, here we have uh, a portrayal of a Middle Eastern slash American uh, woman. Okay, there was this one very interesting scene where, if you recall, like the mother and her are drinking wine. Yeah. And then they they mention something like, well, your father believes in God, but we're fine. We're a bit more secular. So like, okay, you know, they're not too, uh, how you say, close to whatever religion that has not been announced, but it's kind of hinted at. Yeah, it's definitely like, you know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about, right? And then the thing is like, okay, so she's feisty. She's not wearing a hijab. She's tenacious. She does the job. You know, she's a real rough and tumble kind of girl. And then you see her bent over and fucked in the ass by Billy Russo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like that's the enemy. And then that's her. And then it's like <laughs> yeah, you're, that that time they there's did a metaphor the there that really turns me off. It's like oh. sleeping with the enemy. Not just that, you know, like here <laughs> here's the bad guy literally fucking her in the ass. And I'm like saying like a real mudding of the waters. And yes. it's like okay, like I know why are you, why are you guys doing this? <laughs> No, hey, this is not girl, the girl's gotta have fun, right? Girl's gotta have fun because the thing is, she's all scarred and beaten up, and she's like, "Oh, just like Iraq, I am, I am too war torn." That's <laughs> fuck. And I'm gonna be bombarded by this lovely like black ops covert guy because yeah, if anything, we like to be fucked in the ass. And like, I was not say offended, but I was like, I'm pretty sure somebody else will get offended by this. <laughs> like, there's something here that is very subliminal, but also at the same time is like. Mm, I'm the thing is they're gonna surround this with all other points and all mm. other like talking points like nobody will bring that up. No, but I think is it because I am of a certain skin color myself? Not, I don't. No, not at all. I, no, because the thing is, I saw that it's like oh yeah, they they really want to kind of make it like you know well known like I mean maybe as um, how you say maybe as a precursor or maybe as some sort of foreshadowing right yeah. like there's betrayal right there you can't trust him and all that right and it's like yeah but. I mean, we kind of know that he Billy Rose was the bad guy because of our history of the comics. Uh, we know and he's the, the bad guy. And then, like, the thing but is, for people who actually watch it fresh, I mean, you can already tell he's a bad guy per se, but it's a matter of when because of his face. Of how because he's so good looking. Because he's, he's a good looking guy wearing slick. black. Yeah. yeah. It's like. <laughs> I guess slick is a better word too. <laughs> it's like, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Preacher. Dominic Cooper? Dominic Cooper, like, when he appeared in uh, Need for Speed, like, you mm. knew yeah, he was going to yeah. be a bad guy. Like, yes, I, I will have sex with him. He seems debonair. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though he's friends with Frank Castle during the, you know, that time as a ops group and stuff going on, I and like pulling him back and all that, even he still got a bad guy vibe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that brings up one thing I definitely thought was super rushed, was the betrayal moment with Billy Russo and Frank Castle. Like, I feel like Frank Castle was far too quick to get over it. Because mm-hmm. like, the way they were painting how... Yeah, Frank Castle trusts nobody... But he trusts Russo implicitly. And Curtis, but, right. Yeah. Extent. But in the Ru- Rushamon episode, like he very quickly Is comes that to terms. I'm gonna call it the Rushamon. Well, because you you brought it up. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but like, almost immediately, he's like, "I'm gonna kill him." It's like, surely you should be more cut up because we're setting up like this big moment where you're going to confront him and or like almost come close to crying because 
It's you about how <laughs> well, not like their family. Like you know, it's his it, uncle Billy from like you know one weird flashback. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a bit strange. Like good banter, but not exactly relevant. Because I think the final episode was pretty much tailored to like okay, we got to give the fan service. We got to do the jigsaw thing. Yeah, I got to set it up for so, like, season two. In order to make it seem even more painful or emotional, let's show that, that one weird scene where Billy Russo is hanging out with the family. Yeah, and they can and hear the glass. The... He's sweeping the glass. Ooh, I that was a that. lovely that sound. That was very yeah, satisfying. Is, I mean, again, there are worse things than death when you think about it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like being... Being ugly when you were previously a pretty boy. So. Or starring in the Iron Fist show. That too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fake worse than Everybody is like kind of bringing that up like, oh, at least it's better than Iron Fist. Like, a no, lot of things really are better than Iron Fist. much. Exactly. Yeah. You know? But I think uh, the thing is like, shall we like compare it to uh, Daredevil Season 2? Is it better than Daredevil Season 2? I haven't seen Daredevil Season 2 yet. It's kind of half-half per se. You love it. I want to finish Luke Cage first before I watch it. It's half-half for me. I mean, I still like Daredevil Season 2 despite the, the Punisher half. half, not the Electra half. Yeah, the Punisher half. Like to me, that is the high watermark for the it's entire like a, Netflix It's Marvel like flipping, show. it's like in reverse for Punisher. I like the second half more than the first half. Like when he just goes for it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Everything's like, justified, the killing's justified, I mean, like, the fighting and all that. I think, and the thing is, one thing about the pacing is like, basically, you know, you have... Here's four episodes of just meandering. Okay, now he's gonna go and find his buddy in the forest, and then they're gonna have to like go up against all these guys. Like, oh, and cool. then one of the best death scenes where the guy gets stabbed in the chest by that trap, and then just like becomes a meat shield. Just like <laughs> yeah. Rambo. Like that, yeah, that's I, actually, think that, I think that's why I like that scene a bit more. That, uh, fun little Easter egg: the guy who gets stabbed, he's quite a famous voice actor. Really? Yeah, he's in uh, One Piece, I think. No. Wait, which, which character? Which character? Uh, he, Travis Willingham is his name. He's in, he's in. Uh, he's in a lot of uh, episodes of one. Uh, I can't remember we'll, we'll which show. Yeah, but he's he's married to Laura Bailey. He's oh, so I know Laura Bailey. We yeah. all know. So Laura he's the guy who gets like killed by the trap. Yeah. Interesting. Nah. Very nice grunts and gurgles, sir. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he made <laughs> very good uh, death noises. I enjoyed it a lot, and also I will also say like the assault on uh, micros. Like lab. Like, oh, that was fantastic! I love that scene a lot, especially like it's just Punisher being Punisher. Oh, yeah. he's Roy Mustang in Full Metal Alchemist. There we go. There we go. Okay, yeah. uh, that's pretty good voice in English, you know. The Punisher just killed Roy Mustang. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. You know, that really blows my mind. I mean, oh, like, he's Portia the Ace in One Piece. The flaming guy, the no. Luffy's brother. Holy shit! L Luffy's half brother? I did full brothers? I forgot. Honestly. The Punisher killed Luffy's half brother? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it wasn't the Marines, it was the actual Punisher. Marine. Who was part of the Marines? Technically, I. Was he? I forgot his rank. That was random. Why, why did you bring up that nugget? <laughs> because he's. I Fun fact! I followed him on Instagram. Fun fact! There you go. I followed him on Instagram and so I saw his death scene again and again and again. It's like. Mm -hmm. Huh, you're really proud of this five seconds of fame in a Netflix show. I was really stabbed with these stakes, you know. Yeah, it was really painful. Yeah. I gotta wrap the voice actors, you know. They're the unsung heroes. Oh no, they're fantastic people. You know what would have been a perfect voice actor for this show? Who? Bloody DiMaggio. Like, he do the Marcus Phoenix voice. Oh! <laughs> I, keep hearing Bender. Bender. I keep hearing Bender when I go to play with Gears Look of War. just you know. as well. <laughs> just as well, but hey. I shoot my shiny metal ass in the front castle! Hey! <laughs> you sound a little bit like Kermit there. Yeah. No, like, Kermit would be more like this, you know? Like, hey, hold they punish you, don't kill me, I'm a frog. Who <laughs> my family? Hey, Paisano! <laughs> What? <laughs> what? No, he's got an Italian kind of mix when he speaks, when he's getting angry, Giorgio Maggio. A little Does bit. He? 
A little bit, yeah. Have Brooklyn, you heard his Italian. Tracy Morgan impression? No, I did not. It is immaculate. He sounds just like him. <laughs> oh my god, I, I, I gotta see this, man. Yeah. No, but also at the same time, like, uh, I mean, do we also want to kind of bring up the fact that like, the side story that everybody's talking about is poor little PTSD blonde boy Wilson? I think that the one was... involving Karen Page. Yeah, yeah. And is, that the Senator, only, is it the only reason to rope her in for this one? I think it's so. Only, it's yeah. the only reason to tie her in for to see this PTSD guy. Like, that was the only. That was literally the only reason she was in there. And I'll say right now, I really, really like that storyline. I did. Might have worked better if it wasn't in a Punisher and it was just its own I thing. I totally agree too, as well. Because like that would have been an excellent just like imagine that as its own miniseries on Netflix mm. or on HBO. Do you feel like maybe it could have been resolved much better than No, I think that it got no, the, it, it the got, right kind of resolution. Yeah, it ended the way it's supposed to end. Because, because he, went, wins. he went mm. too far down the rabbit hole. Like, there was a put in no return where he could have let go and tried to recover. Or gone completely off the crazy end. And once you go to that end, you can only die. That's your only redemption. Perhaps. I mean, uh, especially... It is actually kind of sad. Like, yeah. The, yeah. the actor who did... Uh, Play yeah, he did an amazing job, especially all those scenes when he's like struggling, like when he dug the foxhole in his house. And yeah, he, like, just when he was talking to his dad. I actually felt I really bad. I felt like, wow, this is an amazing little side story yeah. that feels very awkward in a Punisher. <laughs> when you because, know someone's gonna die. Because anyway. like, uh, here's the thing, right? Like, he's basically the case for what's happening in America right now with yeah. how all these guys suffering from mental illness are having access to weapons or all sorts of fucked up things and, or, and how, or even feeling lost knowing what or, to yeah, do but after and they're, they're so turning into local terrorists you yeah. know and then like yeah like I said again I want my jingoistic military fantasies to be guilt free it's like and then when you see Punisher like you know do his thing it's like yeah, you, you kind of made a point and all of a sudden you're showing me this now. It's so like, I but to be fair, Punisher was actually trying to save him. He yeah. did not mean to actually lock him but down. I think but I'm not saying save him. I'm saying like, you have this moment and then as the show carries on, like, oh yeah, here we go again. It's uh, a, like the show uh, kind of right, telling yeah. you, remember, this isn't okay. Yeah. You know, it's don't, like, don't cheer too loudly. He's still a problem. And me, then you cheer loudly at the last part when exactly. he's scratching his guy's face with the glass. Yeah. No, because the thing is, like, to me, the whole Lewis PTSD kid storyline, it felt like a sticker on a cigarette box. It's like, remember, this is bad for you. Now enjoy yourself. <laughs> and it's like, mm, okay. There's a little bit of hypocrisy going on. Like, don't get me wrong, fantastic story arc, and I feel like how the Punisher interacted with this kid. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, actually. it was like a dark mirror being showed up to him, like a dark mirror for the Punisher, who thought that was possible. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, this could have been me, holy shit. It's like, sense. you showed a darker version of me somehow. The darkest timeline. Yeah. And the thing is, it's very strange because Punisher, if you recall from Daredevil, is like, you are one bad day from being me, you know, like, oh, it's like, here's the dark mirror shown to Daredevil, and here's the darker mirror shown to Punisher. It's a good thing uh, Lewis blows himself away, so we don't have to have. We have we're all on dark mirrors. We just the last dark mirror we pushed like Billy Russo through it. So, <laughs> good, good I mean, like you know, in, enough we're showing each other our dirty reflections. Can we just get on with it? Like, I just want to see him shoot people. I mean, like, okay. That, that's what they basically just means that Punisher itself is, yeah, it's totally conflicting in that sense. I think they introduced that part so they had a justifiable justifiable reason for him not killing Russo. Because maybe he saw this is what happens if I keep on going down this road. So that's his maybe. moment of redemption. Maybe. But, the, but again, but bad I, things worse than death, right? Yeah, so this, so this is punishment, I guess. Maybe it wasn't 
100% explained fully. Like, if you but had you to. You also need to set up the sequel or the set up <laughs> the bad guy for too, the next yeah. episode. Like, that was more painfully honest. Like, okay, yeah, you need a villain for season two. I mean, like, think of it this way, right? The one thing that. I, I mean, why I constantly bring up Daredevil season two, especially, right? Is remember that scene where he kills the Irish gang? Remember how enjoyable that was and how unnecessary, visceral, and over the top it was? Or even that scene in the prison when he's just like going to town on people yes. <laughs> and then like I don't see a lot of that in this one it's like oh look at him he's like well he's a trained military expert like he's, yeah. still, he's still killing people but, but you don't have that ridiculous that, that, you know over the top because he's that's not over the top yeah. he like, spends most of the season in pain <laughs> again, away. he's guess, constantly being shot stabbed cut poisoned the PTSD thing. Can I also yeah. mention the fact that when Agent Orange was torturing him, spoilers by the way. Oh, we've been talking all sorts of things. Yeah. No, but like, to me, like the moment like that really perked my ears up was like when he was like torturing Punisher and he's like, no, no, you don't go yet. Then he stabs him with adrenaline. Like, that is the dumbest thing to do. Wait, do you why? have any okay. idea who that is? Like, do you know what adrenaline does? Why did adrenaline in the first place? Sorry. Do you even know why they did? He did that in the first place. No, because he was starting to like kind of like tap like, out. Oh, to yeah. Keep him alive. Keep him alive. Not, not just only keep, keep him awake. Because yeah. he was starting we to just like, drift away. <laughs> no, but like, the thing, the, 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 he was in shock. Like the only way to clear shock is adrenaline. Uh. And the thing is, like he stabs it with adrenaline, and he's like. Maybe not too much. Wait, have you not realized what this guy's been up to recently? <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to give this guy adrenaline? Like, why don't you just wait for him to wake up or something? Mm. You know, like, man, this guy's not really good at torture at all, huh? <laughs> oh, but like, he maybe also... his moment of furious that's what killed him. No, but like, I mean, to be one of the problems with Agent Orange, as much as I enjoyed him as a villain, a like, one note villain at that. One note villain at all. But the thing is, he he does a great job. The best kind of one note villain. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like a, he's like the perfect Bond villain. Like, he's just there Absolutely. to be an asshole. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, that's the stupid moment. Like, and like, you know you're gonna die now, right? And the thing is, like, when Punisher, like, sticks his thumbs in his eyes, it's like... Oh, man. Yeah, the, the plane you that it. <laughs> overplaying piece of music. <laughs> like, they've used that music in hundreds of thousands of films. But it worked. Mm. So wait, speaking of music, uh, where's the Metallica? I was, like, expecting a lot of heavy metal. There's a lot of country I, western. I, I had a different kind of metal, but that, no, no, no Metallica. There was another thing I wanted to bring up. The opening theme... Sounds a lot like uh, the regulator by Clutch, like the opening, I hear it, yeah, I hear it. opening twang. Bang, then it becomes bang, bang. wow, wow, wow. It's like no, regulator's a good song. Play that song. Oh, well. I guess they could have got the rights to that. Maybe uh, they, 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 they got spent... it for Walking Dead. They could get it for this show. <laughs> Look, they spent all that sweet, like you no, know, money on buying songs for Led Zeppelin. Or like Thor. Okay. Yeah. So like, Can you imagine if every single Marvel the music licensing department like we're out of money? We had, we bought a Led Zepp song. Okay. I'm sorry. Here's a remix of that regulator from Clutch. You know, it could have been worse. You know, you could have heard like some down home fucking Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't tell my heart. Like, <laughs> Actually, or a new metal version of it. That could uh, be terrible. No, Can you imagine Limp Biscuit? Yeah. Ugh. No, 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 no. Even then, when Limp Biscuit was way too popular for than it is to be. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why. No, but then again, be <laughs> that sounds of... like a Limp Biscuit song. <laughs> it God damn it! Is... Man, imagine Punisher like doing like the attack in the forest. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll, roll, roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, like basically, that's like a complete. That's like 
up straight out of Punisher Warzone now. He was now. talking to what's his name? The friend with the bow and arrow. Ah, oh, I can't remember his name. Gus or something. Gus, Gus, great. Such for G. Uh, Gunner, oh Gunner. Oh, there you go, Gunner. Real Scandinavian name, Gunner Henderson. Mm-hmm. Like him and Gunner, like micro. Oh, you got two coming on you from twelve o'clock, right? And then like the da 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 kicks in. Move in, move out. It's like going into formation. Hands up, hands down. Rolling, 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 like, and then they're rolling down the hill <laughs> as they're getting like decimated by this crazy psychopathic ex-marine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but then again, you know, like, you know what? Yeah, can I just bring it up again? The Punisher drops some of the, the, the that that plonker of a line like "Oh, Wu Tang." That's that next level shit. That just blows my mind. Like, why would you like him liking Bruce Springsteen? Makes total sense. Him liking Wu Tang Clan. What? <laughs> What time are East Coast, right? They're East Coast, they're, they're from Staten Island. So you can, well, I mean, it's close enough. It's like within spitting distance. But the thing is, in, he's doing it in a conversation with some random, with Micro's kid. With a, yeah, with a, the white, just the white boys. <laughs> and it's strange because it's 2017. Shouldn't he be mentioning something more like, oh yeah. More recent. Kendrick Lamar least. and J. Cole, yeah, that's that next level shit. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, but Kendrick's not angry enough. Have you not heard Humble? <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard Humble. Like, you know, I can't imagine DNA's him. kind of angry. Yeah, but you know, when you listen to DMX and then you go back to DNA, it's like, oh, this is still kind of chill. Look at you dropping some DMX. Well <laughs> done. It's the blood of my blood. Great <laughs> album. <laughs> no, but like, the thing is, like, can I also mention the joke? Like, you know, like fucking the fact that the Punisher mentions Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> and if you recall, in Luke Cage, Method Man bumps into Luke yes, Cage. Yes, in uh, which episode? The seven, eight, or ninth episode? I don't know. Like when he's trying to like, no, the, they're doing trying the, to jack him and in stuff. the convenience store. Like, hey, it's you, no man, it's you. It's like it's it blows my mind that the Wu Tang Clan, fucking Razor, Jazer, Rayquan, Inspector Deck, Master Killer, Ghostface Killer, maybe even Olderly Bastard, mm-hmm. and the Method Man are canon in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I welcome that addition. You know, like seriously, they're probably you, the real guys you behind the hand. Give these guys like kung fu superpowers. They they're probably have their behind the hand. Show. Yeah. Well, hey, you know we know probably that. Probably guarding Kun Lun. Bowie know. is uh, canon to DC. There you go. Yeah, David Bowie is canon oh, to DC, shit. and so is Prince. Yo, so fuck, oh, you know man. what they should do? They should like give Riza like, hey Riza, we're mentioning you so much in these Marvel shows. Why don't you do the TV version of the Man with the Iron Fists? Uh, Bring no, back no. Batista, you know. Oh yeah, it's the Golden <laughs> Man, dude. Yeah, that was he's, he's the guy awesome who turns into Shigen from Last Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, okay. I forgot that that was a movie. <laughs> there was a sequel. <laughs> There's two of those. There are two of them, and the second one is terrible. I never seen the second one on the sea. I gotta watch it. This. To see how bad it is. Riza is barely in it as oh. the man with the iron fist. Oh, I loved him in the second G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk with his weird uh, speech impediments. He's a teacher for Storm Shadow and uh, Snake Eyes, right? Like, that's such an offensive thing to do. Like, two Japanese guys are being taught by some black dude from Staten from Island. The Wu-Tang He's from the Don't Wu-Tang Clan. He's the Wu-Tang Clan, sir, okay? Have you not been to the 36 chambers? <laughs> My God. I doubt Storm Shadow did. Oh man, you know what I would have loved? I would have loved like freaking like when like Madonna is getting her ass pumped by Bill Russo. Like, <laughs> like, all dirty that. bastard in the background. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Like, that would have been amazing. <laughs> you should like pepper this with Wu Tang Clan song. You know, like drop all the country western, all the metal crap. You know, you know like fucking like just when they they storm the microchips and it, like a lab, and you just like. Here, Wu Tang Clans, bring the ruckus, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Like, that would have been yo bonkers, man. <laughs> Instead, we got generic metal music. Yeah. The 
might save that for the next Luke Cage season. Who knows? That yeah. I mean, okay, I'm not a fan of country music enough to know what generic is, but I'm pretty sure it's like probably like it sounds like the guy who used to host American Idol. What's that dude's name? Ryan Seacrest? No, no, no. oh no, host. I mean, Judge, the 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 country guy. Billy Ray Cyrus? No, the other one. Um, the Harry, not Harry Connick Jr. Right? I said country sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. The guy. Blake Shelton. Yeah, that guy. Who Tim, was Tim McGraw. <laughs> Sexiest man of 2017. Wait, right. not, not Tim McGraw. Not Tim McGraw. No, Blake Sheldon. He used to oh, Blake Sheldon. Okay, that And guy. the thing is, he was named Sexiest man of 2017. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Like, Idris Elba is a man that exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. I love that reasoning. You know? Idris Mel- Elba. You know, even Matthew McConaughey. These are men that exist. And we gave the Blake Sheldon. And like what? And then people say, "Oh no, but they've won before." Like Brad Pitt won three times in a row. Yeah, <laughs> for each ab. <laughs> he has three abs. Just three? Oh my god! <laughs> for each row of abs, I'm sorry. There you go. I should have worked on row, that joke row. before we started. This. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, but then we're just gonna bring up Blake Sheldon of all fucking people. <laughs> all the boys around in, here in the show about guns. Ass, cold <laughs> beer. Like he is like the perfect Billy Russo, themed song. Yeah. Yeah, I think this would have made me enjoy The Punisher more because overall, I think like tonally, a bit all over the place, story-wise, is like it felt like it lost its footing here and there. This guy is on and off. I mean, this guy is high and low. It's moments. ups and downs, yeah. but the thing is, it, is like, it stumbles but it never falters. It doesn't fall flat on its face. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. But unfortunately, because of all these inconsistencies, I really can't relate rate it that highly, especially okay. after since like the the, the the first time he appeared in the Devil season two. Yes, I know, I have to keep bringing it up, but mm. that is the best version, live version. It's the benchmark. That's the benchmark, people. and it's like, oh, okay, like, I know, and that's, that's the strange thing, because, like, when Tom mentioned, like, okay, you, uh, like, comic book guy, like, hey, don't fuck this up, okay? And it's like, alright, comic book guy, book guy, don't give the comics to John Bernthal. Give it to the guy who's writing the show. Give it to the guy who's writing the show. Yeah. Like, here's, here's all these source material. I mean, and the thing is, it also kind of stings because, like, when you hear Microchip mention, like, "Oh, welcome back, Frank." That's a good comic series. Mm. I wonder what they're gonna take from there. Oh, nothing apparently. No. Mm. Uh, there you go. But like, if anything, like, tell you what, let's do our roundup reviews. Okay, I'm gonna be a bit more forgiving. Like, probably uh, give it a so six out of ten. Six out of ten bullets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shots. <laughs> six shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Six shots no, no, fired out of ten. Still a good show. I mean, six is a good score. It's just that again. I brought up my complaints, you brought your complaints, and they kind of match with mine anyway, so it's totally all over the place. Especially when I felt that, okay, it could have been resolved better, at least the carrot page bits. But again, to each your own. But at the same time, the second half, good action all around, good punishing, I guess, if you want to call it that. And also, the character building thing actually works per se. I mean, I don't want the one note punisher per se. At least they're trying their best to make this punisher a bit more... He's suffering his old PTSD and he's living through it per se. Okay. Even after he got revenge, he's still not happy. He's still breaking rocks and shit, you know. So kind of, kind of feel for him. That's okay. That's fair enough. Uh, for me, I'm going to uh, borrow a little bit from uh, the Yahtzee school of um, <laughs> uh, criticism. Uh, you stop doing a thing for two reasons: if you're bored, or if because you you realize you should have eaten two hours ago. But those are video games. You could do the same with TV shows, especially Netflix shows, where you binge the fuck out of them. But you can just eat and watch it still. <laughs> stop poking holes in my joke. Hey, hey, hey stop. <laughs> Sorry. Go on, go on. Go on, go on, go on. The Punisher was the kind of show where I kept on forgetting I had work tomorrow and had to go to bed. Mm. So, 
I really enjoyed it. I, it's definitely not perfect, far from it. There are definitely issues with it, but it's the kind of issues where it's like when someone turns in a good essay, but it's like, it could have been great, but there are a few things where like, come on, you should have known better. You've seen good TV shows, and there's no excuse for not following this line. So I would give it probably six and a half, seven out of 10. Oh, that's good. So I mean, for all my all the faults I have in it, I remember that Iron Fist exists, <laughs> and like we could have it a lot but worse. That's not fair, sir. You can't. Okay, <laughs> I remember that Warzone Punisher exists. It's like I'm so happy we that's have a ten upon ten for me. Actually, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so fun. A fucking awful movie. But it's so so fun. But like just that scene of Jigsaw, like I am now Jigsaw. Like yep, I know what kind of movie I'm watching. This movie knows what it's trying to do. And it's already content just going all nuts with it. That's I mean, why I like and, about Warzone. Okay, if anything, if you want to bring up Warzone, I like the fact that the whole, like, the emotional arc of the Punisher accidentally killing a guy. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what, I feel bad about it, but it's not really going to ruin my day. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. He's like, yeah, that's exactly how he would react. <sighs> that fucking movie. <laughs> the Garthiness, sort of. I Punisher. lost sleep. <laughs> From that fucking movie, it was so bad. Yeah, you got PTSD watching yeah. Punisher Warzone. So you're solving it by watching this Netflix Punisher. Yeah, PTSD. Punisher's totally shitty. But I do appreciate it again. I mean, I agree with the points that they try their best to make Punisher a bit more humane in that sense. I don't want to say humane. Like they try to make him believable. Okay. Uh, but I think this show proved that I would happily watch season two of The Punisher. He works best when he's a supporting role in someone else's show. I agree totally. Yeah, he should be more of an antagonist rather than his own. Protector. Not antagonist, but kind of like the anti-hero. Kind of like what Catwoman is in most uh, Batman arcs. Anti-hero. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, not necessarily a hero. Not really a villain. More kind of like a nuisance. It's like, oh, I need this person for questioning, but you fucking killed him. Like, what the fuck, Frank? I needed him. <laughs> and then he walks away. Ends justified the means. He's just like drives off on his Harley. Sure, man. I think Franken Castle would listen to that. Yo, Franken Castle? Ugh. Nah, man. Franken Castle would listen to like misfits. Uh, I would say, like, imagine. Where he goes there. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, I would say rating, yeah. my rating for Punisher, uh, the thing is, I am, of course, being the old man of the, the three of you, and I'm gonna just lump it in together with the legacy and all the other Punisher media that exists. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna stack it up, not against other Netflix shows, but against the Punisher lore. Mm-hmm. And I would say, uh, this is still the best live-action version of the Punisher. Unfortunately, they didn't put him in a story that was interesting enough to keep my attention. Okay. To, to make me feel like, you know what? This is such a waste of potential because John Bernthal is really doing his best. You know, even Billy Russo to an extent. Like, uh, what's the other actor was doing? Ben something. Yeah. Uh, one of those... <laughs> I gen- say Bratz, but uh, could be another Bratz. One of those generic... I'm pretty sure it's an English actor. And also, shout-outs to uh, being being 80s boy. See Thomas Howell for reappearing again in this one. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, he, he's in it for the first two episodes just to die. Yeah, well, why not? You know, we need some kind of Wolf Blitzer reference, I suppose. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, I will give it uh, five bullet holes in the van of Punisher out of ten. Potential bullet holes? Ten potential bullet holes in my skull because, oh man, I don't know. This, this show kept... Trying too hard to drill certain things into me. Well, I drilled Madani well enough. <laughs> <laughs> I set it up perfectly. Huh? You, you, did. Did. you did, you did. So, like, okay, you know, let's wrap up all this Punisher talk. <laughs> so, last key first, tell us what do you think. Did you like uh, Punisher's solo season on 
Netflix, all 13 episodes. Did John Bernthal uh, live up to the legacy or are you all more fans of stuff like Warzone or even the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, which we didn't mention much at all? Yeah, which yeah, we that, don't that need pop- to. Yeah, Did no, you like the too, Thomas though. Jane version? Do we really want to go into that? No, 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 no. I didn't like that version, honestly. I, I no one liked that more. version. <laughs> I think prefer Warzone more. No, Warzone's a guilty pleasure. Let me just say one thing about the Thomas Jane version. Like, yeah, John Travolta, not as scary as he used to be. Nah. Kind of goofy. Kind of like, anything is they made him a, more of a coward. Like, he kept running away from yeah. Thomas Jane. And the thing is, Thomas Jane is like, he looks great, but when he starts talking, you think, oh, look at his dad dressed the Punisher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying like the, to be a villain. That's the Aww. vibe I get from Thomas Jane. It's like, you know, he, like, you look great, but once you start talking, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're like some dad cosplaying as the Punisher. Like, cool. Okay, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so, um, maybe, you know, it's been all the punishment we can handle so far. Okay, I think we punished our listeners enough. So, uh, this is Micro Shafik. <laughs> no irony there. <laughs> uh, signing off and also This is the eccentric Thomas Sher signing out. Eccentric what? <laughs> I don't know. I, eccentric Tommy gun. Oh, uh, there you go. No, let's keep it all bullet team. How about you? Alright, I'm Mr. Toffee Riser because I'm actually doing a whole contra reference. Billy Riser. Riser. Billy Riser. Oh, why not Toffee Rocket? I kind of like Riser because I, I think we used Rocket before, for yeah. 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 we use Rocket a bit, so I'm trying a bit something a bit more shootery, but also video gaming. Shootery. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. shootery, shootery. That's the hashtag for the episode, boys <laughs> and girls. Hashtag shootery. <laughs> hashtag more shootery. Okay, so okay, enjoy the shootery, boys and girls. Go ahead, and uh, we'll see you all next week.